This is episode 41 with the fabulous Trista Polo. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. We have Trista Polo. Um, and she has 13 years of experience working with and coaching entrepreneurs and business owners. So she's a speaker, a trainer, and host for podcasts, videos, and live events around the world. Now, her mission is to help people win whatever winning looks like to them. And through transforming conversations with self and others, she helps people access their true power. Trista, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, uh, yeah. We're really excited to have you. It's a great topic. We're talking about self-worth uh, and the relationship that has to results. So yes, I'm um, excited to dig into that. But first, I'd love to hear kind of your story a little uh, bit, how you got to do what you've been doing now. Sure. So I was uh, born and then I lived for a while, <laughs> like yeah, most of it. us. <laughs> <laughs> I actually moved around about 24 times by the time I was 18. Wow sort of turned me into a chameleon. So I can, you know, have fun at any party. I can network in any group. I'm pretty resilient like that. And because of that tool, I found that I didn't really realize it, but I was trying to get ahead to prove that I deserve to get ahead. Mm. Sort of the cart before the horse kind of thing. Yeah. So I've, I've been in corporate I've worked in a lot of different corporate office kind of jobs and human resources and some other things like that. But I ended up looking for something. I was working in Manhattan. I had a two hour commute each way. And I was, you know, I would get on the elevator to try and catch that 545 train and people would see the elevator door closing and say half day. Yeah. And I knew that that was not going to be a good long term, (laughs) you know, lifestyle for me. So I was looking for things around my area because I live in the Hudson Valley, New York, and you have to take a really big pay cut (laughs) to stop working in the city and reduce your commute. I actually ended up getting into the mortgage business, which led me to being a real estate appraiser, which I loved because I finally had control over my schedule. I was able to do what I wanted as a business owner. And I was like, yay, I own a business. (laughs) Well, I actually realized that I owned a job. Do you know Robert Kiyosaki? Oh, yeah. Okay, I love him. I didn't know who he was. But as an appraiser, you're driving around most of the day, right? From houses and and banks and things. And so this was a little bit before live streaming and podcasting. Mm. So I would go to the bookstore and I would look for audio books on CD that were on sale. (laughs) Because I would burn (laughs) through a whole book in a day. Yeah. And Robert Kiyosaki, he didn't just have one book. He had three books on sale. It was his whole trilogy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cash Flow Quadrant, and the one on investing. I always forget what the name of it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. But it was three books. So I'm just looking at the amount of time (laughs) it's going to entertain me. Absolutely. I loved Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I will tell you, Cash Flow Quadrant saved my life. It changed it forever because I realized in that moment in cash flow quadrant for people that aren't familiar with it, you know, you can have a job where you make a paycheck. You can have a business where you really own a job 
Mm-hmm. And you don't move over to that other side of passive and residual income and leverage until you have other people working for you. Yep. And that's when I realized that I was my only employee and I was never going to build my appraisal business to be leveraged. Right. And it was from there that I started working as an internet entrepreneur. The internet was fledgling at that time. I teamed up with an online franchise business, which I still am partnered with and a trainer for today. And through that, I got the opportunity to coach and mentor people through our marketing division. So I worked with a lot of CEOs and local business owners, which I love working with them because they are the heart of the economy. And I got to work with entrepreneurs and network marketers who just really want to create something that they can own. Yep. And I've never looked back. (laughs) But I will tell you, and this kind of goes to the theme of our conversation, I had this ceiling. You know, women talk about a glass ceiling. My ceiling was actually a self-worth ceiling. It had nothing to do with anybody else. It had all to do with who I believed I was Mm. to the outside world and inside. And it was really limiting for me for a long, long time. I'm pausing to give you an opportunity to talk. I just keep going and going. I'll go until you stop me. (laughs) I love it. And I think this is such a key topic. I mean, uh, just with my background as well, dealing with the self-worth and the the lack of, I guess, Mm. and realizing how important that is and still working on it to today. I'm wondering, so where, what made you realize that you were struggling maybe in the self-worth department? Well, I always knew that there was something going on in that arena Mm -hmm. because I experienced life as really hard work. Mm. I was always really concerned about making sure people liked me, whether it was a friend, my husband, or my boss. And that looks different in those different relationships, but it all came down to, do you like me? Are you going to keep me around or are you going to abandon me and Mm -hmm. go be with somebody else who's worth more than I am? Right. It all sort of came down to that conversation. Of course, you don't realize that when you haven't quite discovered it, you think that's just sort of the truth that you got to make people like you in order to be able to be part of the team. Yeah. And I've done a lot of work on myself over the years. I've taken a ton of courses. I'm constantly reading, mm-hmm. or these days, I guess, listening to books. Yeah. My mother shares my Audible account, and she always complains I don't have enough novels. I'm <laughs> like, well, you can improve yourself, too. You should read yeah, some of those. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They're all really good. Yep. <laughs> so I've always had this journey of I know that I'm capable of more if I could just figure out the formula. Mm. And unfortunately... It took me a long time, but the formula was me. I was what was limiting myself. I was what was holding myself back. I didn't need the perfect mentor. I didn't need the perfect class, YouTube channel, book. You know, I I needed to be inside myself, willing to believe that I deserved to have the good in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, that's really the key. So I had to come to that conclusion. And it took my whole life until a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, so I've done work with uh, T. Harv Ecker in okay. Peak Potentials. I've done work with Landmark Worldwide. Um, I never did anything with Tony Robbins. I've yeah. watched a lot of his stuff, read a lot of his stuff, but I've never been to one of his events. But that's probably the only um, you know, brand <laughs> that right. I haven't plugged into yet right. in my self-transformation. And just through all of that, I realized I had something maybe to say. 
So you know what they say when you have something that maybe you, you want to say, you should go out there and say it. Just yep. see what happens. See exactly. if anybody's listening. Exactly. So I started a YouTube channel that was going to just be all about expressing what was inside. Hmm. Because whether I believe that I am worthy or not, I have a lot of time booked in transformational conversations and self-development. So I probably have a couple of nuggets I could share. Right. (laughs) And that's how I sort of started expressing myself Hmm. in hopes that maybe I could make a difference because I never actually really believed that I could. Yeah. There's this one video, I don't know the name of it, but I have this moment of that I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear anymore. I just had this week of all these different people really coming at me and I was holding my tongue. And I think the video is called, I'm done holding my tongue. I think that's the name of the video. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done holding my tongue. I have so many things I want to say back at a person, not Mm -hmm. to them. Right. 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 (laughs) At you. So the process I did in the video was I actually talked to these people in the mirror and I let loose because I wasn't ever one to tell you how I was really feeling, right? to be confrontational, to be direct, because I didn't want you to stop loving me and hanging out with me and being my friend and letting me show up to the meeting and the team. That moment of just letting loose and being willing to say what was there was so cathartic. But Hmm. what actually happened was I started talking to myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I did not have very nice things to say. And soon after that, it was almost like that opened the lid. You know, the student, when the student's ready, this teacher will come. Yep. (laughs) It was soon after that, that I was gifted this phrase by my dad. And it came to him in a writing and he doesn't know if he made it up or read it somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not taking credit for it, but I'm, I'm doing my best to get it out to the world because yeah. when I searched the phrase, I couldn't find it on the internet huh. and I, it made such a huge difference for me. And so at first I used it as kind of a mantra, like mm-hmm. an affirmation. I didn't believe it. Yeah. It was BS. <laughs> then I started to think, well, what if it were true? Then I started to sort of use it as a salve, like a protection against negativity. Yep. And then I noticed one day, because I really used it as a habit, you know, nothing works if you do it once. Right. You have to do things over and over. And I really took this on and I took it on like a habit. And sometimes I would say this phrase a hundred times in a day. Hmm. And one day I said it to myself, I think I was, it was during a meditation because I brought it into my meditations and to my writing Mm -hmm. processes and my whole body tingled. Like, yes, you know, like this moment of actually buying it. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) But from the inside. Yeah. And it's been a real paradigm shift for me. Love that. Yeah. So I'd like to share the phrase. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked all about it. I know you got it on the edge of my seat. I I was excited to hear it. (laughs) So I'm going to give you the shorter version first. Okay. And then there's like the advanced version, the longer version. Okay. I find if you start with the shorter version first, you have better luck because it's shorter, it's easier yeah, to remember. Makes sense. But you want to write it down because your brain will resist it mm. if you have issues with self-work lower okay. like I did. So the phrase is, I believe I deserve all the best life has to offer. Now that's a pretty, you know, 
simple turn of phrase, right? But if you think about it, I've said this phrase to so many people and they're an instant reaction is, well, I believe that, but do you really? And the way I can tell is when I say that to myself and I close my eyes and I say the phrase and I wait to see what happens in the moment after the phrase, is my brain quiet or is it argumentative, (laughs) skeptical, afraid, anxious? So I just invite everybody listening and watching to, to try that phrase out and see in the moment after what happens. When I was first working with it, my brain was quiet for a while. And then the longer I stayed silent, the fear and the doubt crept in. And so I knew there was a little more work to do. Yeah. So the advanced version, the longer version is, I believe I deserve all the best life has to offer. And I was created with the ability to achieve it. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Now that piece is key because it's one thing to believe you deserve it. It's another thing to believe that you actually have the power and the creation ability to actually put the, you know, things into place for things to come your way. It's so, it's so pivotal. And I listen to Bob Proctor and he talks a lot about paradigm shifts and, and that we're like the highest form of creation. And so like, we're, we're made to create in, in God's image like that. And so, but like, yeah, when we're, when you, even when you said it, like, obviously I'm still have things to work on with it, but like the deserve part, like I deserve, that's the thing my brain kind of went to like, Mm -hmm. eh. Uh, maybe not, maybe I don't deserve it. And so like, yeah, (laughs) to be, to be frank and upfront, like, yeah, that's what stuck out to me with that. So it's definitely something I have to keep telling myself on that. Well, listen, we're all works in progress and we only know we're done developing, growing and expanding when we've taken our last breath. Yep. Right. Because what's that phrase? If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. We're just like plants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With that process. I think it's, but I love the fact like that you implemented this into like the different things you're doing. Like you said, your meditation, your writings, and that you were saying it like a hundred times a day or close to it just to show like the brains, the pathways that we've created in our minds, whether it be subconsciously or not, um, they're hard to break down and create new ones. Yeah. And so when we do though, like with, with you saying this over and over and over, finally believing it, uh, it's doable. It just takes the work just like anything else. For sure. Yeah. You know, our brain only believes what we tell it. Yeah. And it's habitual. So that's where fear comes from. You're doing something for the first time and your brain says, whoa, I have no idea if this is going to kill us. Right. My job is to keep us alive. Let's not. Yeah. Let's just not. Yep. So I had to, I'll tell you something that I really got comfortable with that I resisted like the plague for my whole life, which was hearing the word no. Hmm. Okay. Now I'll tell you, depending on my mood (laughs) and how good a day it's been, I still feel like you punched me in the gut when you say no to me. Yeah. The difference is that I don't stop, go eat some ice cream and go watch a movie in bed. Yeah. Like no really was the, it was like my kryptonite. Yeah. Like, why don't they like me? Well, they don't like me enough to say yes. What? And you know what the problem is? If you aren't willing to hear no, you're not willing to say no. Hmm. Those two things, because you don't ever want to say no to somebody if you can't hear it and vice versa. So you end up committing to a lot of stuff 
you get stressed out, anxious, overwhelmed. Like it's all connected. Do you yeah. know the book Go For No? I've heard of it. I have not read it yet. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. It's one of my favorite ways to learn. It's a story that's completely fictionalized, but it tells a story that teaches you a lesson. And so instead of learning it, mm. you, you get it through the experience of storytelling, which okay. I think is such a much better yeah. Actful way to learn for so many people. So highly recommend it. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. I had the, uh, rejection therapy. I think it was. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> that sounds he horrifying. Went out, uh, he went out, where is it? I wish I had is this about just going oh. out and being rejected as Reject, much as possible? Rejection proof. Oh, rejection proof. That's better than rejection yeah. therapy. I think yeah. it was called rejection therapy. Nobody would have bought it, yeah. but it was, that's what he did. He, he, started out by just going out and doing these random videos, um, asking people if they, he could go in their backyard and play soccer. Random I people. know that. Yeah. I know yeah. that video series. So he yes. wrote a book. I that didn't realize started. that. Yeah. So awesome to get enough no's and eventually it started turning to yeses, but he wasn't expecting yeses. So it's kind of along the same thing going for no. And, and I have to tell you, I heard about that guy. Yeah. And I had a YouTube channel at the time I was looking for okay. content. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that too. But I hadn't worked on my belief yet. Uh, and I hadn't worked on my no yet. So I had all the gear. Have you ever done this? You get ready to go. And then when you get to the starting line, you cannot actually fire that starting gun. Hmm. So I had the gear. I borrowed my husband's GoPro. I had the chest thing awesome. so that I could record <laughs> them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I can't record them. I started to tell myself all the reasons why uh, it wasn't going to work. I can't yep. record them. I have to record me. That means I need somebody to do it with me. I can't have somebody do it with me. If they're watching me, I'll never be right. So I had all these different reasons not to, and guess yep. what? I never did it. Oh, wow. I never did it. Cause I, that yep. it was too much for my worth hmm. at that time. I bet yeah. I could do it now. Oh, I bet you could. I bet yeah. I could. Yeah. That's crazy. Have you done it? I've not, I've not done the video series. I like. I mean, the book was cool. Yeah. Just going out there and not caring what the answer was because it, it, it just built up that kind of that ability to do it regardless of the answer. So not finding the worth in their answer, knowing our worth. And yeah, well, you know, where um, confidence comes from. Where does it come from? Proof. Proof. You got to go out there and do something that you're not sure if you can do. Uh, and then when you have the success, you're like, Oh, I, I guess I can do that. Makes sense. Yeah. And now you have more confidence. And the problem with confidence is it erodes. Mm. So if you stop doing that thing, then you forget yeah. that you can do it and that it actually works. Huh. And you have to like build up that proof again in order to build up the confidence. Did you ever notice that? That if yeah. you don't do something for a while that was really far outside your comfort zone, yeah. that it can erode and it's like starting over from scratch. Yeah. Should we go out and do that YouTube thing? Where should we go out and just ask random people with a camera if they'll do weird things and see if they can get some yeses and no's right. from them? What do you think? Exactly. I think, I mean, that's the best way to start. I mean, right as you New wanna... York is opening, this is what I'm going right. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are like, uh. Yeah. Don't wear a mask. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was just thinking this is probably the first six, time uh, to do that experiment. Six foot stick or something. Yard yeah, stick. Exactly. There you go. Let's keep the distance. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that's pivotal. So, and I know with self-worth, I mean, that, that, I mean, that dictates our results in life, really. Like, like just like rejections or not rejections. I mean, so if we're not in a, uh, what's the quote? Oh, about being ready to accept things coming 
if it's kind of with the self-worth. I, I probably, yeah, I know the one you mean, and I can't think of it, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You can write the best goal statement that anyone has ever seen, but if you don't believe you deserve to have anything in that goal statement, magically, without knowing how it happened, stuff's going to get in your way. You're going to get challenged. You're going to get roadblocks. You'll think something's going really well, and then something will happen to undo it. Yep. Because if you don't actually believe you deserve that goal statement to come true, it won't. Right. That's why vision boards are so so powerful. Because mm. it's like you're training your brain subconsciously, that's already mine. It's already yep. in my life. Yep. And so you can override that. But on, if you don't believe you deserve it, it's going to be a lot harder to get. You could still get it, but it's like clawing your way. Right. I think the belief is like adding serendipity to the mix, oh, like a magic that. sauce. All okay. of a sudden stuff happens that you don't expect. People do things that you couldn't count on them to do before. You get more yeses. Yeah. You get more no's. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You don't mind them. Exactly. It's, and it's like, like you're talking about how it's, you can visualize, you can see what's coming, but if you don't believe it, it's like, it's almost like you're climbing a mountain and you're, you're seeing the top, you're seeing what's coming, you're seeing it there, but you don't believe you can get there. And so like you step in all this, it's slippery slope. So you slide back down to the end and you got to start all over there and, and, yeah. and progress up. It's so hard. Yeah. It's such hard yeah. work. Success doesn't actually have to be hard work. Right. Yeah. With the right, I mean, yeah, with the right vision, with the right vision of ourselves, the self-worth, they, I mean, it, it, it really, it makes it easier. So how can people... What would be some steps that we could take to improve our self-worth or how we see ourselves so we can start having those results? You got to start by being honest with where you are. That's the very first step. Mm. Because if you aren't willing to really look at how your self-worth is right now, you won't be able to transform it. It's just like um, in AA, they say, yep. what's the first step? Admitting you have a problem. problem. Yep. <laughs> And that's First, the you have to part. be willing to be honest with yourself. Yep. That mirror exercise, hmm. it sort of happened as a result of making a video and needing content. Yeah. I didn't read how to do that. I didn't learn it in a book. It wasn't advised to me to do it. It just sort of happened organically. And I really was doing it because I had no guts to hmm. go tell the guy or the woman to their face <laughs> how I was feeling, but I had to get it out. Yeah. And it was in that moment that I started realizing that the person I was really mad at, that I was really fed up with was me. Yeah. So I would say being honest with yourself, you don't have to do it in a mirror. You could do it through writing. I use the morning pages process from the artist's way okay. in my writing and I've used it for years. So it's morphed to my own kind of process, but that process has you write for 20 minutes. Wow. And so you just get everything out first. Yeah. That's there your to-do list that you forgot to do yesterday, the stuff that your boss did that made you mad, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, at, and about two thirds of the way down, usually for me, all of a sudden that stuff's all on paper. So I don't have to think about it anymore. Now I'm getting down below the fat on top mm. and into the really good juicy stuff underneath. Yeah. And that's where the inspiration lies. And that's where the truth mm. lies. So you could do it that way as well. That's cool. And so once you've really started to face where you're at, you know, where you are, yeah. now you can start to create a new conversation. Hmm. And it's the same way you do anything. You put it in existence. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So maybe write it out as it's the truth in the future, in the present tense. So we could do a goal, a goal statement training right now, but you know, you write it as though it's already happened in present tense in I statements. I am, I have, I believe. Just why that I believe is so powerful. Yeah. Because you're really owning that. And it's being in existence, having something happen over time. Mm -hmm. If I said that phrase once, we'd be talking about something else right now. (laughs) Or I probably wouldn't be willing to be on a podcast. What could anybody have to listen to me say? But it's something that has to happen over time. So writing it down, whether it's just a simple phrase or it's a full statement, you got to be willing to commit Mm. to doing this every single day. Now, when you're doing this, I did it, you know, a hundred times a day. I would do it as a response to things when I was first, because I was so committed to transforming my conversation with myself. But at minimum, first thing in the morning to remind yourself who you are. Mm -hmm. This is true for goal statements too. You have a goal statement, you're a vision statement, you're reading. First thing in the morning, set your whole day up. And then at the end of the day, so that you don't forget, no matter how bad today went, yep. no matter how no, many no's you got or how many times you failed, remembering at the end of the day why you're, why you're doing it, you know, Absolutely. what it's all for. And then I recommend having it with you at all times for all the low points mm. because, you know, I think that's the key is remembering, listen, we are programmed to act the way we trained ourselves to act when we were kids. Mm. All that stuff is sort of set in. Yep. And so all this stuff is going to transform a conversation, but all that other stuff, it doesn't go away. Right. The key is remembering it's not the truth. Yeah. All that old stuff, it's not the truth. It's just what your brain was told yep. by a four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10-year-old Who was doing their best and didn't know any better. They did their best. You know, the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe is the writer. Yeah, I have not read that one either. (gasps) I I know it's on my list. I have a list. One of my favorites. I know. I know. You got to like get them on audible, listen to them at two times speed, get through them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So he has, you know, the four agreements. And one of them is always do your best. That's Mm. my favorite one. Because I believe that everybody is always doing their best in this moment, including you when you were a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, whatever. So part of it is forgiving that version of yourself in some of the decisions they made, some of the ways that they chose to cope. Because when you're going through something that's hard, you're going to do your best to figure it out. But you have fewer resources as a kid. So part of my process has been to forgive my younger self on the ways in which she chose to cope with her situation and circumstances. Cause she didn't know any better and she did the best she could. Yeah. I think if we all look at each person in each situation, they're just doing the best they can in this moment right now, we could have so much more compassion. Wouldn't you agree with that? Do you ever go out to try to be a jerk? Today I'm going to be a jerk all day. I'm going to see what happens. Exactly. No, right. yeah, I was going, I was, and I kind of played into my mind the other day. I was driving and I told a story on, on another show, but same, it just stuck to me. It's this lady came and she was, she got in the, the fast lane and she wasn't going real fast. And 
uh, a semi was on the right and she was, or the semi was going to be passing her. And so I got stuck and I like started to get frustrated. Like, Oh, well she shouldn't be in this. Like she needs to speed up and get over. And then, I'm, but I, I kind of took a step back in my mind. I was like, but wait, like, you don't know her position. You don't know what maybe she's going through. Maybe her mind is completely thinking about something else. And so she's not focused on her speed yeah. or who knows, like, we don't know, but yeah, just exactly. like that, she, she might be doing the best she can with, with the state she's in. And so why am I letting that get me upset? Cause you don't know what they're dealing with. And that's actually, that's not why I started my podcast, uh-huh. but that is my mission for my podcast now. Okay. So my podcast is Trista's Plate Story Podcast. I tell the stories behind the vanity plates that you see on the road. Okay. And um, the mission for me now with it is the exact thing you're talking about. You just gave me the perfect (laughs) entree to talk about it, right? Because if we knew and remembered that it's not a car cutting me off, speeding by me up my, you know, bumper, et cetera. If we remember that's a person, yep. they're just doing the best they can. Yep. They have their own human condition to deal with, right. their own seven-year-old running their brain, yep. <laughs> their own self-worth issues, whatever it is. Maybe we can have a little more compassion for each other yeah. out on the road. Because there's a lot of road rage, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger that we throw around at each other. And if everything is energy, which people who believe that you create your own life, mm believe that everything is energy, then throwing that negativity out at that person, even if it's just to offload some of it from your own negativity, there's an impact. There's a consequence to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of goes back to like ourselves, like if we're putting that negative negativity out there, there's something within us that we need to kind of tweak or, or check because I mean, if we're in the right mindset, if we're in a healthy place, like we shouldn't, I mean, that energy should be positive. So, um, yeah, I think that's right. Spot on for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I love, I love this topic. Yeah, obviously it's definitely, me too. Yeah. So it worked out wonderfully. And, uh, I guess uh, you you kind of went through the success and how to get results with self-worth. Um, and so I, I, I'm thankful for your time. And before though, I, we kind of close things off. I always try to ask, so I'm excited to ask this one to you because of what you might say um, with pencil leadership, the final trait of a pencil leader is um, that we're here to leave a mark uh, no matter the surface or no matter what position we are in life, we're, we're able to leave a good mark. Um, and so when everything's said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope your mark is? Mm, that's a good question. Um, before I answer it, can I add one thing that's really important to the self-worth growth? Absolutely. So you've got to get your community around you. Mm, you yeah. can't do it alone because it's really scary in here in your brain yep. and you can't go through that alone. You need a Sherpa. So yep. level up your network. Yeah. Yeah. So that you have people who will hold you to the self-worth you say you have yep. and who will hold you accountable to stay in that zone and will help bring you out when you're not in that zone. Absolutely. So that I, was the I, other thing I wanted to That's mention. a great point because, and sometimes that's the hardest for people is to leave where they are, even if it's a, a negative situation and move into a more positive 
growth oriented circle. And so no, I think that's huge and definitely a great point to be mentioned. Um, yeah. because well, I mean, you know, we never um, are going to be without those low points. Right. The question is how quickly can you pivot out of it when you yep. get there? That's right. the key. Yes. Yeah. Cause nothing's perfect. Our lives aren't perfect. We're not perfect. So we're going to have ups and downs, but yeah, the pivoting yeah. out of how, how fast can you kind of get control of your thoughts and your emotions with it? No, that's Absolutely. Perfect. I love so it. the legacy question, you know, in my motto, which was part of my bio, uh-huh. I help people win whatever winning looks like to you. Yeah, that's who I am. And that's my legacy. Because it's about what it looks like to you. Mm. I can't say what it looks like to me. Right. But if I have people at my funeral, because you said it's I've left the earth, right? Yep. This is my legacy. Yep. The more people that I can have say. Trista was pivotal in me believing that I could and therefore I did. Mm. I know you have a goal. It's a million people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that number. Um, But you know what? It's a great number. So I do have one mantra uh, that I have. I use an app called Think Up where you can either record your own or use theirs. And it's your voice saying it to you. So it's a really great brain train. It's another great tool. And I have one um, that I have millions of views, millions of followers, like that my community is in the millions. That's awesome. So I'm going to just declare right now and own that I have had a million people win whatever winning looks like to them. That's You've awesome. inspired me. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, the impact a million lives in a positive way to help them build a life they love living because just like you, we're all different and, and success and, um, that looks different to everybody. So no, yeah. I think that's a great uh, legacy that you want to leave and, and you're doing and you're on your way to continue to do so. Um, no, we're I, doing it together. It sounds absolutely. like. Absolutely. It's yeah. so cool to connect and, and this just opens up the doors to do that, but so much great information um, that you shared with us today. I'm, I'm thankful for you, uh, for your story and for what you give back Um to people listening in the world. So Trista, thank you again for being on. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, this was really fun. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think that we had a lot of the, you know, back and forth of that exchange of ideas Mm -hmm. because we are on the same page for some things and that's always really fun. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. No problem. And before I sign off, I would love for you to let people know how they can connect with you or things like programs or books that you have out for people. Sure. So my website, you could Google my name. I'm very, very well SEO'd, Trista Polo. Um, But my website is iwokeupawesome.com because we all woke up just like we are. We woke up awesome. awesome. I I do have a book. It's called More Leads Than You Can Call. And it's about leveling up your network to level up your net worth. It's a free ebook and you can get it at more leadsbook.com. And then of course, my passion project, my, my license plate podcast, (laughs) Trista's plate story podcast, you know, I'm not driving as much right now. So if you have anybody, if anybody has somebody with a license plate, that's a vanity plate with a story behind it, I'd love to have them on my show. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So thank you for that. Yeah, guys, check out all of her content, connect with her. Uh, just, so much greatness going on with Tristan and what she's doing. So we're thankful that she hopped on here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to share this show with someone so you can leave a positive mark in their life. Head over and subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss out on anything in the future. 
and leave a five-star review if you loved what you heard. Thank you so much for your support. Love you all. Now let's go be pencil leaders.